wanted to just tell um, every lady in our church, whether you're a mom now or uh, you're not a mom yet or you're a mom of dogs or cats or whatever the case may be, um, but every lady, you deserve um, honor today because it's such an, a thankless job that you guys do. It's such a, a job being a mom that you're just expected and you're never praised. And so we want to bring God praise above all else. But listen, today's the day that, that we're going to do what we should do 365 days a year. And I'm just going to let the men show the honor that we have for how amazing and how giving and how serving and how wonderful we think our mamas and our wives and everybody are. So y'all just stand and tell, tell everybody how much you appreciate them. And if you don't appreciate your moms or wives, I'm encouraging you to stay seated and enjoy that doghouse that you're going to be in for the rest of your life. Because that's not smart if you stay, <laughs> whoever you are. Hey, listen real quick. We just seriously want you to know we love you. Every lady in our church, everyone that feels unappreciated or like you just want to throw your hands up and give, give up, this message hopefully will be really good for you. But we love you and we just want you to know that, how much we deeply love you. And I just like to pray and thank God for how much you guys mean to us. God, we're so honored by so many amazing ladies in this church, by so many amazing moms. I'm blessed to have uh, my amazing wife sitting on the front row who is such an amazing helpmate and friend and, and wife and, and she's an awesome mom and mother-in-law and stepmom and so many and my grandmother and so many other people are in the room but God it's like family in this room and I'm just so thankful for every lady and we love you Lord Jesus but we love because you first loved us and our mamas first loved us and so today to bring you glory, we just want to tell you thank you for our moms and how awesome they are. And Lord, we're just really thankful. We love you, Jesus. Amen. So, ladies, thank you, seriously. Um, thank you is not enough, uh, but the tuxedo t-shirts are. Can I get an amen, right? That's awesome. We wanted to be formal. <laughs> so we decided to bust out the tuxedo shirts. You're welcome. All right. Today is week two. I've considered a source, and I'm telling you right now, this, this is the message that, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, here's the truth. On Tuesday of this week, I, I was, like, done with the message. And on Tuesday of this week, I was like, I need something at the end. I just feel like it's, like, almost complete. There's that incomplete right at the end of the message. And then I just, God gave me something, and I just sat, and I'm serious. So I'm just giving you all a warning on the front end. I just cried. Like, I seriously had tears hitting my desk, and I was like, I'm so embarrassed. No one can even see me crying, and I'm embarrassed. This is terrible. And it was just because of how powerful and amazing the truth of this, what we're going to talk about today is. And it's really, last week was why. This is really the first part in how. How do we go into an attitude of prayer? Why should we even want to do that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, where, where is that? Where are we going? And if you're like me, my excuse of why I don't, Start with what we're going to talk about today. The, the, the excuse for why is I'm just really busy. Are y'all with me? I need someone to talk to me and preach with me today. Is anybody else with me that sometimes you're just really busy? Yes. So here's what happened. Like, not this past week. <laughs> so it's old news now, right? It's 10 days ago. I, 
maybe y'all, someone has done this. I really need someone to make me feel better and say that you've done this before. I, I get haste and ready every morning. That's my three-year-old boy who is buck wild, okay? He is, he is in fifth gear when he wakes up. Like, we're, we're 10,000 RPMs. We're going to blow the engine at any moment. We're wide open. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that just means he goes really fast, all right? But Haston, Haston wakes up, and I've got it down where I can get everything ready, get the baby bag in the car, because we still use that when we go to grandma's house. We got everything together. I get his shoes. Everything's lined up on the rail. And in about three and a half minutes, I can go from him asleep to in the car and gone. Right? It's like a pit stop. We got to go. Right? I ain't got time for this. Grandma, every day, have you fed him? Sure. Mm-mm, nope. <laughs> he had a bar in the car. He decided not to eat it. That's not my fault. He's got a minute and a half to eat this thing right now. Right? So I'm like, what's wrong with him? So last week, True story, 10 days ago, I get him in the car, and I'm like, well, he, I, we've taught him, and by we, is I've taught him to open the door and get in the car seat and like do everything except buckle up. It's smart, right? I'm, I'm working smarter, not harder. You're welcome. So like, <laughs> don't ask your husband's wives if they've done this, because they have, and you don't, you don't need to know. But like, I got him all in, and I was like, this is awesome, and I'm all ready, and I had everything together, and I was going to get somewhere early, and I was going to do something spiritual, I'm sure, you know, pray and read the Bible and all the stuff we do, and so, like, I, I'm ready to go. I'm out. I'm getting to the end of my neighborhood, which is a pretty good little drive. Daddy! What, bro? It's morning time. Stop yelling at me. I need my straps! What do you... What's this, what are you talking about? And like, I get a little frustrated. He's three. He should be able to communicate clearly, right? So <laughs> I need my straps. I need my straps, daddy. And I look back and listen, I was about to pull on 29 and he wasn't any more buckled up than the man on the moon. And I was like, oh my goodness. So I pulled over and I said, I'm sorry, buddy. It's okay. I need my straps. And I'm like, this is awesome. This is awesome, right? And here's what I just realized. This, in that moment, this is what I realized. How often do I get so busy that I forget to put on my straps? You know what I mean? How often do I get so busy that praising God, starting in an attitude of of prayer and praise and thanksgiving and getting myself right before the day doesn't even happen? We got a group of guys that meet Sunday night for like accountability, college age guys, and it's awesome. I love it. It's one of my favorite times of the week. And here's what every week. We ask the same question. Some of y'all are right, sitting right close to me. How much time did you spend reading your Bible and praying this week? I am guilty, so I'm not calling them out. Sometimes I have to say, I got really busy on Wednesday, and I just forgot. I worked from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. working on this project, working on this thing, and I got really busy, and I didn't put on my straps. <laughs> and that's awesome, right? But after today, after this message, I think y'all are going to go, I I, I'm not into that anymore. Like, that's not how the attitude of my life is going to be anymore. So we're going we're gonna to do this series the next four weeks in prayer, and I'm going to do an acronym. If you don't know what that is, you've never used an acronym, it's a word. Y'all with me? And then we're going to make words off the word. Okay, so pray. <laughs> so, uh, this, is, I'm, this is a big teaching. I, I know that I'm blowing your minds with this deep theological teaching. But the P is going to stand for praise. In order to go into an attitude of prayer and properly pray, here's what Jesus said we should do. This is, this is the guy that we like to learn from. He's awesome, right? In, in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 6, 
He, was, he then said, and, and when you pray, don't do these things. But do this, but pray like this. Matthew chapter 6, pray like this, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, what's this word? Hallowed, be your name. That word means with honor and reverence, holy is your name. I am starting in the attitude of prayer. This is according to Jesus, so if you don't like what I'm saying, take it up with Jesus. All right. Holy is your name. Your kingdom come, not my kingdom come. You need to take a mental note of what I'm saying right now. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Here's what I really believe that I'm going to start doing. This is for me. If y'all don't like it, just don't take notes. But I need every man, every woman's got their notes out because ladies take notes. And men, we don't need directions, right? Y'all with me? Someone say amen to that. But I need y'all today to need direction, so please get your notes out because there's fixing to be a lot that I'm giving y'all, and it's going to mess you up if you'll listen. We need to start our day with your kingdom come, Lord, and we need to start our day in an attitude of praise because here's why. When you consider the source, praise is your natural response. When I consider the source in my life, the source of what, Mark? The source of what? What are you talking about? The source of hope, the source of life, the source of the air in my lungs, the source of every good thing that is in my life, period. You have accomplished nothing on your own. You may think you have. We're going to get to that in a second. All right, that's good. But everything, everything in your life deserves praise. You're like, dude, you don't know about this. God's got something. I don't know what it is right now. I talked to a girl last night who I know very, very, very well. I love her deeply. I taught her school for several years and um, she has cancer and so she's, she, she's completely bald now and she's rocking it. She looks really good bald. But it was so cool to hear her heart. Um, I think she's 25, but if she's older than that, we'll give her 25. And, and she's rocking bald at 25 and she said to me last night, you know, God's got something awesome in this. And I was just like, man, we can praise in the good things, but do we consider the source that he brought that to her so that God could be glorified through it? That's big. And if you want to know what you praise, here's what you praise, church. And this is where I need you to really lock in with me because I've got a teaching today that I believe. I just believe if you'll, if you'll lean with me, just lean in and preach with me, I, I, I just really believe you're going to leave different. But praise is, praise is what you do with what you value the most. It's just, that, that's it. Praise is our response to what we value most. So let me dig in just a little bit on this. Some of y'all are going to get offended if you easily get offended. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's cool, right? Just smile at me and nod and just say, oh, I'm mad right now because I, I, I don't want you to hurt my feelings and it really would hurt bad. Like, here's, here's what that means. I read this this week from a pastor on Twitter, so I'm quoting him and you can get mad at him, not me. Praise is our response to what we value most. So he goes deeper. If you want to know who your God is, listen, y'all need to take this note down because I was like, well, that's good because that goes along with this. Your God is the person that you most naturally, not the most, not showing off who you most naturally give your money to. That wasn't a single amen. That was good, right? Because some of y'all have been robbing God for, for 25 years in church and you've never one time tithed and you wonder why the blessings in your family's not coming around. Well, you've never started with praise because you'll praise in, in music 
And you'll praise even with time, but you have never given God your first fruits because God is not really your God. Thank you for the four people that think that that's the truth. But Jesus said you can't serve God in money, so we'll go with that guy because I like him. But it's deeper than that, by the way. So for everybody that's offended, you can take your offended hat off now. But that is the truth, by the way. But listen, praise is more than just that. It's not that you don't give money, some of you. And it's not about this church. Don't give us a dollar if it has anything to do with you think we want your money. Not one dollar. It's all about your heart. And it's all about those gritted teeth. I'm not giving the church one dime. I'm not giving that church or that church. I'm not giving God. I'm not giving a mission organization. I bet they pay their people a hundred grand a year. That's cool. But I bet you give to something. And I bet as a result, that's what you value most, which means that's your God. And so here's the deal. Here's the deal. All of you praise something. All of you. Whether you like it or not, check this out. This is really cool. All of you were created, and we're going to get to this in a second, and it is so awesome. If y'all don't think it's awesome, you need to lie to me and tell me you think it's awesome. Because you were created with one purpose in mind, to bring glory to God through praise. That's why you were made in the image of God. Now, that's cool. That's awesome. But I just want you to think in context of this. Because here's the truth. My biggest struggle in my life is not a particular sin. It's this. Because in my fallen nature, this is for you, this is for all of us, in our fallen nature, in our fallen way, meaning that we are all sinners, like not me, you just lied, there you go, check mark, right? <laughs> we want praise. And, and I feel like some of you are like, you know, you don't know me, I hate myself, I feel terrible. You want people to tell you you're not terrible if you say that. I'm just telling you, we all want praise. We all want to be known. We all want to be high and lifted up. We all have this desire deep, innate in us that we want that for us. And then it goes with our time. If I argue with Leah, which it never happens because our marriage is perfect. Praise the Lord. Like, most of the time, it's about time and how I time manage not awesome all the time. You're welcome. Like, that, was, that was a really nice way of saying that, wasn't it? Like, I just let time go sometimes, and, I, and I'm selfish. To my core, I'm selfish. Because I, I praise what I value most, and sometimes I don't value the right things the most. And there was this guy named, is actually an angel named Lucifer, and he was one of three archangels. There was Michael and there was Gabriel, and there was Lucifer. And this is where I need y'all to kind of put your thinking caps on. So y'all go ahead and get them. They're under your chair. I brought them with you today. And go ahead. I need to hear it. So will y'all do it with me? Everybody that doesn't, y'all have already checked out. So thank you. Y'all weren't going to get anything anyway, so that's cool. Three archangels in the Bible. Michael was over prayer. I don't have time to teach this today, but I want you to write this down. I want you to go look it up because this is amazing. When you pray, a third of the angel army battles on your behalf. Did you hear what I said? Because that's awesome, right? A third of the angels in heaven are for reaction to prayers of God's people. And when you pray, it's not just like, God, now I lay me down to sleep. Everything's good. You know, whatever. Angels are fighting for you. And I might be the only one that thinks that's cool because it appears that I am, but I think that's thinking awesome that angels on my behalf and on your behalf fight for us. Somebody say amen because that's awesome, right? And then Gabriel, right? Another third of the angels, the archangel, 
If y'all know the Christmas story, an angel of the Lord came to Mary, an angel of the Lord came to Joseph and delivered the news. You're going to have a baby and you're a virgin and everybody's going to hate you. That was Gabriel. And then there was Lucifer, the most beautiful of all. And he was an angel with a third of the other angels over all of worship. And he fell. He was kicked out of heaven. I believe between Genesis 1-1 and 1-2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was void and darkness filled the area. And I believe in that time, he was kicked out. But listen, this is two little tidbits. The reason that we pray and that we give the word, which is what is currently happening, and we have worship, is because it appears that's how God set it up, right? And the reason that you should spend your time in praise... And in prayer, which I believe leads you to a spirit of prayer, and then in reading the Bible. It's because I believe that's how God set it up. It's very important. But I want you to see, we're going to dig in with Lucifer today because he was over-worshipped. Listen, this is big. He was created from nothing to be the perfect worship instrument to God. That was the whole purpose he created. And there was something that happened in his life that caused him to fall from heaven. To, it's not fall. To be kicked out is what Jesus said in Luke chapter 10. I saw you like lightning come down from heaven. What was it? What happened in his life? Now look at this because this is big. But, th no, but this is amazing. I, I, want, I just want you to see this about worship first. But just, just remember that. All, all musical um, instruments are made up of one of three things. And you've got to get this so I can show you about Lucifer. I want to show you why he was amazing and why he fell. And then why you are so awesome. Why God made you so amazing. All musical instruments are wind, strings, or percussion. So, like, wind instruments are like what you play, pipe organ. Y'all with me? Strings. When you see these guys, Bobby Scott over there, Corey, Travis over here rocking the guitar. And they're making it dance, right? Because I just, I like air guitar. Does anyone else do that besides me? Are y'all playing? I play with Morgan on the drums, and then I'm air guitaring with them, and then I'm getting my worship on. So, like... It's awesome, and I don't really fake hold a microphone because I do that now, so, and I know I can't sing or do any of those like that, so I just don't even try, but like, the wind, and then the percussion, of course, is the drum, so you've got represented on this stage, every instrument is one of these three things. Now, now this is crazy. Watch what Ezekiel chapter 28 says. This is God speaking about Lucifer, the, the angel of God, who a third of the angels fell, and listen, this is what you need to know. All of the worship angels is who fell with him. A third of the angels that fell with him were the angels that were under him. All of the angels that fell. We know that a third of the angels in heaven are now the demons. There was Satan. And it was worship. And so there is a void in heaven today that there's no worship. Watch this. The workmanship of your timbrels. Y'all know what a timbrel is? It's like a mini drum. It's like a little small drum. The work of your mini drums. <laughs> and pipes. I think the pipes, based on what I studied, are like a pipe organ. Like, so a, a pipe organ, a piano, a true piano is a stringed instrument, but a pipe organ is actually a wind instrument. And so he has built in his body timbrels and pipes, was prepared for you on the day you were, what does it say? Huh. God put that in him. Here's what Isaiah 14 says. He says, your, your pride, your pomp is brought down to shield the sound of your harps. Guess what kind of instrument a harp is? Strings. Very good. If any of y'all missed that, woo, we're going to have a tough time today, okay? Because they got big strings on them. 
And then, and then God explains maggots are laid as a bed beneath you and worms are your covers. It's gross. It's bad. But why? Why did that happen? Strings, wind, and percussion made up Lucifer, heart, listen, inside of him was the perfect, don't miss this because it's really big where we're fixing to go, was the perfect musical orchestra in him. Here was the purpose. He was created to glorify God. That's it. He was above all the other angels in heaven because what God desires is glory and honor. He was above all the other angels. He was number two in the heavenlies. That seems like a pretty good job. Y'all with me? But it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And here's why. How you are fallen from heaven. Oh, day star. This is Isaiah 14 if you're taking notes. How you fallen from heaven. Oh, day star, son of dawn. You are cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low. You said, I want you to, to see that I've highlighted every time that he wanted to be elevated. Every time. You said in your heart, he didn't even say this with his lips, and so often this is what we say. I didn't even say that. Well, you, it's in here. That's the most important part. It's what's inside. Out of the overflow of my heart is what, is what my mouth says. And so if you say something like, I didn't mean it, false call, you did. You meant it. I'm just going to get on this a second so y'all just stay with me. Do you, do you know people that say like, he's a really nice guy? No, he cussed his wife out. He's not really nice. There's something wrong with him. What is it? It's this. I'd, every man in this room should say, yes, that's my struggle. I don't know, ladies, if you struggle with pride. I, I don't, like, really know what it's like to be y'all. So, praise the Lord. But we do love our mamas, okay? So, this is what he said. I will ascend up, above, up to the stars of God, and I will set my throne on high, and I will sit on the mount of assembly in the far reaches of the north. Let's continue, because he's going to still talk. Well, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will make myself like thee. Didn't even call him God in his heart. Wasn't even speaking to anybody. And when he spoke of God, he, he even called him the most high. And we sing a song that is glorifying to God. Most high and lifted up, be glorified forever. Jesus is overcome, declaring now together. And so it's not a bad name for God. But it's a bad name for God when that's the only thing you want to call him because you desire to be as high as he is. Listen to me right now. A bunch of you would say, that's crazy, <laughs> That's us. Listen, that's every single human being that is listening to my voice in this room, on our podcast, on video, online, wherever you are ever listening to this, that is you. Either now or it was you. And if you don't think it's you, I promise you this, you are not a follower of Jesus. Because here's why. You've never believed the truth about yourself. <laughs> that that's what you desire in your heart. That my sinful nature is so car carnal and down deep dirty that I desire the praise for me. I'm just going to tell you this right now because I think it's a good time. This is what I, I thought I knew. <laughs> I'm really proud of this, by the way. Pride is what caused him to fall. And you're going to see in Ezekiel 28 in just a second some amazing things that God just calls it out. And I want you to remember where he says your beauty and your majesty and the work of your craft 
in Ezekiel 28. I really believe God wanted me to fast, and I told y'all that it happened, and I thought I knew, and I was like giving y'all these scriptures. I had no idea, okay? Here's the truth. I think it was because of pride. And I would have bet you whatever amount of money. I'm not prideful. I know this is God. Whew. Like shenanigans, okay? I was way off, man. Because here's the truth. In the last couple months, and I mean it's very recent, what God has done in me more than anything else has helped me realize that it is all about Jesus. Listen to me now. I don't mean I'm preaching. I mean down deep in here, it's all about him. And I just want to tell you what happened this morning because I think it's crazy. We got here early, several of us, and we pray over the room, and I love it. It's awesome. Such an intimate time when the sun's coming up. And I was sitting right there. And I just stopped and paused. And by the way, this is a teaching point if you don't know how to pray. Sometimes in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, it says, when I don't have the words to pray, the Holy Spirit prays on my behalf. I asked the Holy Spirit this morning. I don't even know what to pray right now. (laughs) But I'm just going to sit and listen. I'm telling y'all, as God is my witness, I believe I heard the Lord say, I got this, dude. I got this. I got this. I have this. You don't have to have this. I got this. I need it like in four different translations. You know what I mean? <laughs> and here's what happened. Friday, I was with um, Leah and Laney and Haston. We were in the pool, and it was cold in our pool. And I feel like with girls, you got to be gentle. And we, we did the daddy-daughter date this week where we went to the Cinderella Ball. It was awesome. And if anybody messes with my baby girl, like, you know, that's my girl. <laughs> if anybody messes with my boy, I'm going to push him in. Let's go, boy. Let's go. Right? Let's go. <clears throat> right? He doesn't need floaties. He's at these three. That dude weighs almost 40 pounds already. Let's go, man. Be a man. Right? So I'm looking at him. I'm not kidding, by the way. <laughs> I'm for real. Like, and, and so I'm seriously trying to get him to go under and like swim. And it's real cold. And Leah's being a mom and doing the right thing. And she's like, honey, it's really cold. And I was like, it is really cold, but he's got to be tough. You know, like, and, and he's not scared of anything, and that dude was scared to death. Like, he's clawing my neck. And I'm like, bro, I am six foot five, 225 pounds. I can handle this water, right? But in that moment of panic, he wasn't worried about that I can handle it. He was worried about that he, he couldn't. And I feel like that was me this morning. And I, I just, this is just the truth. I'm not, I really am not proud of this at all. Every time something great would happen, I would, I would get rid of the glory. I didn't want it. I mean this. I'm telling you all the truth. I did not think it was me. But every time that something wouldn't happen, I would then blame myself. That is equally destructive. Did you know that? That is equally prideful. That is no less pride than believing that I did something good, believing that my actions are why something didn't happen. That is equal pride. It's just reversed. God, I know on some days you can move, but on this day you can't because I screwed up. For real, you're Mark and I'm God. I think I got this. I got this, right? And God's just really taught me a lot lately, man. Like, (laughs) this sounds so simple. It really is simple. I just think it's different when it's here. It's not about me. It's never been about me. (laughs) I I really feel elementary telling y'all this. But I'm telling you, it's what God's done in my life, man. And it's so sweet. It's the, it, it is so sweet to be able to tell the Lord, thank you, man. Because I never had to be good enough. You know, like, 
I used to, this is just the truth. I used to look at my pastor buddies and be like, man, I really think I preach as good as him. And they got 2,000 people in their church and people are getting saved every week. And what is it? <laughs> that is the most self-centered. <laughs> and I did not even know it because I was blinded to my pride. Now I want you to see what, why Lucifer fell from heaven. Just in light of that, God had to break this dude. And thank God he is doing it. Doing it. You were anointed. Y'all say the word anointed. anointed. You know what that means? That the Holy Spirit puts a power over you. That you are covered in his oil. That there is a special giftedness that is above the normal giftedness. You are the anointed cherub over all of worship. Now I want you to get why this is about music. Pride in the music industry, are y'all with me? It's really bad. It's bad. Most of the time, worship leaders, they struggle and they fight. I am so grateful for our worship team because they are just awesome people. And they love each other. And they love Jesus. I'm serious. I told them last night and this morning, I am so honored to work with all seven of our worship leaders. And Shannon as our head worship leader and all the rest of They are so awesome. Because I don't deal with drama. Praise the Lord. Here's why they deal with it. Listen. And by the grace of God, we just have amazing people. They're better musicians or they're better people than they are musicians. They love Jesus. And I'm so thankful for them. Here's why people struggle. Because pride is what brought Lucifer down. And he's still over music today because built in him was the perfect symphony. Watch. You are the holy mountain of God. You were on the holy mountain of God in the midst of the stones and fire. You walked. You were, the, you were the anointed cherub. Today, whatever you put in your body, many people start their day with, with music. I'm not the person that like bashes. This kind of music is horrible. Listen, it's not about the style. It's about the substance. It's not about the method. It's about the message. Don't miss those two things. It's not about the style of music. It's not about the beat. If you are that person, go home and pray for forgiveness. I love probably 80% of you like different music than I like. Because hip-hop's awesome. <laughs> so anyway, like, but it's about the kind of words because it is anointed and there's power. Watch, this is why it's so important. Did you know that music is power and there's a tool, and the enemy uses it. In 1980, I just want to know if anybody knew this statistic. In 1980, Suicide Solutions was written by Ozzy Osbourne. And suicides rose 400% that year. I'm not a basher of Ozzy Osbourne. I think he is a very talented musician. I think he's anointed. Let me just be honest with you. And as a result, four times as many people took their own lives in 1980 as 1979. You're like, really? That's crazy. I'm telling you, parents, this is free, okay? Free parenting advice from Pastor Mark. You need to check your kid's iPod, man. Like, if you let your kids listen to things that are destructive to their lives, listen, it is anointed, and it is tearing their lives apart. And it's not just music. That's what we say, right? It's just music. Huh. That's just, that was just music. Maybe it was just by chance that four times as many people took their lives. Do y'all think it was chance? right? It's what gets you in a spirit of prayer, <laughs> or I'm just being like, I'm using context clues here. There's nothing factual about what I'm saying straight from the Bible. I believe it pulls you away. I believe it gets me in a spirit of whatever that is in, because it is powerful. 
It's not about secular music. Music, listen to this. Music is, some of y'all are going to be like, I don't even know what that means. Just stay with me if you don't. Music is amoral. Music is amoral, meaning it is not either spiritual and holy or secular on its own. It is what we do with it that makes it immoral or holy. Music is amoral. For some of y'all, that's good. You can just take that home and you, you learn something really cool today. It is what we do in our message that makes the difference. And we got to be really careful. I'm just telling y'all, some of y'all need to throw away a bunch of crap today because it's crap. It's not any other word. It, it's, it's destructive. And then here's, here's what Satan did with it. Watch this. When he was kicked out of heaven, you were blameless, perfect in your ways from the day you were created till unrighteousness was found inside of you. In the abundance, remember what I said about me? In the abundance of your trade, you were filled with violence in your midst and you sinned. So I, what was his sin? I want to be up. I want to be high. I want to be up. Look at how amazing I am. Look what I do. Look what I do. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. So I cast you as a profane thing from the mountain of God and I destroyed you, O guardian cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. This is really tough for me. I'm just telling y'all this verse. Maybe it doesn't mess with anybody else. You're like, no, because I don't deal with that. I'm telling you, in your heart right now, when you say that, you're welcome. You're dealing with that. All right. Your heart was proud because of your beauty. And it's not about my beauty. <laughs> y'all should have laughed right there, right? <laughs> Whew. I do have nice shoes, though. I'm just letting y'all know, right? So it might not be your beauty, but it might be your trade. It might be what you believe about yourself, or it might be you don't think you're quite good enough. And that is equally sinful as you are so good. Did you hear what I said? Because a lot of people need that today. Believing that you're not good enough is telling God that you screwed up God. You messed up when you made me because he did not create you. Creation is from nothing. He made you in his image. Now, that's good. If y'all don't take anything else away, you need to take that home because you were made and formed by an amazing God who loves you. And if you believe that you're not good enough, you are telling a holy God, you screwed up, bro. He didn't screw up. I see beautiful, beautiful women created in the image of God today that are sisters in Jesus Christ, some of you. To me, and I see men that are men of character, and you may have screwed up really bad in the past, but God looks at you and says, I don't hold your sins against you, just trust me. Here's the deal, if, if that's never happened in our lives, our hearts are proud because of our beauty or lack thereof, and it corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. My goodness, this verse sounds like I'm reading about Mark, because it's all about me. And I cast you down to the ground and exposed you to the kings to feast their eyes on you. Listen to me right now. If I was a, a cherub and not a human being who God forgives and gave his own life for, I would have been kicked out of heaven. Did you hear what I said? Because maybe you don't agree with that. And I'm just telling y'all, maybe this church ain't going to be for you if you don't agree with that. Because we're going to be real. We're going to call it what it is. I would not have been able to be an angel. <laughs> So if anybody ever says, you're my angel, I hope not, because we're in big trouble, okay? But because of the way that God made us with a choice, with a nature, he made you on purpose. Now, this is crazy, man. This is where this message gets really good, and it's also drawing to a conclusion. 
I just want you to get this because I think this is like, this is my favorite thing in the whole world. This is crazy. Because I never knew this before this week. And so if y'all knew this, I'm going to be mad at you because y'all know something I didn't. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. You were made. Remember what I said about the third of the angels fell? Do y'all remember that? You were made to take the place of those angels. Did you know that? There's not an angel army over worship anymore. And so the army that God made in response was you. Watch. Here's why. Here's why. This is really good. This is cool. You need to take notes right now. This is good. Y'all know what makes you be able to talk? What are they called? There's two of them, and they're called vocal cords. Very good. Very good. With no prompting. I'm proud of y'all. Vocal cords, and there's two of them, and they look like strings if you could watch them. That's your stringed instruments. That's what makes you be able to sing, right? That was awesome. And talk. And look at your kids and say, what are you doing? But, but Leah and I are the only ones that do that. All right. And then inside of here, there's this thing called the diaphragm. When you fill up, it puffs up, and then it enables us to do those things. And that's your air. That's your wind. And then, what are these right here? They're hands. And when you hit them together, what happens? It makes a noise, right? You clap. Guess what instrument that is? Guess what? That's your percussion. Inside of you, percussion, strings, and wind, God made a beautiful orchestra for himself. <laughs> Maybe I just think that's cool. And y'all are like, I don't care. That stinks. Like, you need to learn something this week because I had already knew that. That's amazing. God, listen, Lucifer had fallen. God looked and said, I've made all these things, animals and plants and filled the earth and brought light and hope. But, but he still lacked a being that had to choose whether or not they would worship and praise with all of themselves. But this is what happened instead of making them worship. He said, I'll let you choose whether or not with your own heart, whether you want to give me you or you want to be like Lucifer who will pull you with every part of you now that he's Satan with all of his demons to believe that you are worth the praise. I struggle every day with this. Every day. Because I have a nature that by my human body and by my flesh, I get up and I sin. But by the grace of God, he looks at me and does not hold it against me. He says, I want your praise. I love you. And Jesus is speaking to this this woman at a well, and he's loving on her and telling her, I'm the living water. If you'll just drink from me, you'll never be thirsty again. And then in John chapter 4, verse 23, this is, this is, this is good. I'm just telling y'all, I'm not going to cry this time. I'm, I'm not going to do it. But the hour is coming and is now here when the worshipers will worship the Father. In spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. I'm just telling y'all, when I saw this on Tuesday, I started crying. With nobody around me, Austin's like, are you okay? Like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, Jesus, man. (laughs) I just, whoo, here we go. The word for worshiper, the word for worship in the Greek is not really worship. There's not a good word to describe it here. And if it's the word that it really means, it would be really weird when you read it and don't understand the context. But here's the word. Here's the word. This is Greek, by the way. I know all of y'all can read that, right? Proskineo. 
Y'all say proskuneo. Y'all learn Greek today. You're welcome. Like y'all are very smart people and you know Greek. So there's just a side thing. Proskuneo does not mean worship. It is a verb. And here's what that verb means. Now this is awesome. To kiss. So just think about this, okay, before I really tell you. I'm looking for someone who will kiss me and kiss me and kiss me in spirit and in truth. What? But it's not like a romantic kiss because when I first read this in the, in the transliteration part, which that, don't even worry about what that means, but when I first read it in the, in the language and I got started digging, I was like, kiss, that's so weird. Like a dog to his master. Check this out. Maybe none of y'all have dogs. Do y'all have dogs? How many of y'all? Have y'all ever, if you've, if you've ever had dogs, you've ever walked into a house of someone that has a dog. This, this week, my grandma, I drop Hasten off every day at my grandma's house and she's got a little, is it a Shih Tzu? Crazy. I'm just telling y'all that dog is fast and it's a ball of fur. It's amazing. But uh, Haston lets her out because grandma puts her up when, uh, when we come in and Haston lets her in as many times as he can and grandma goes, ah, why are you, do-? you know, I got to calm her down. And every time, I, I don't know if it's because I'm big or because I'm a dude or what it is, but she just bounces and like she's all over me. And then she can run around me before I can take one step eight times. One step. Like it's amazing. She's bouncing and then she bites at my toes and she lick, 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 lick as fast as she can. So excited, just wants attention, just wants you to be to love her. We had a dog, Leah and I, her name was Hurley. And uh, excuse me, she had she got cancer like three or four years ago and she went to be with Jesus. That's what we'll say, right? But every time I'd walk in the house, this is so funny, every time I'd walk in, she would give me the same response every time. And it was like the weirdest part. And she'd smile at you. She'd be so excited. And then she would come right over me and belly up. And I'd see her little belly. And she'd just, she'd just start making crazy noises. And she just wanted me to, to like hug down on her. I need y'all to get this, man. I'm really going to try hard. can't I can't get over this man this whole thing can be summarized right here it was never about it was never about you you're not you're not the master of the universe and I just feel like sometimes we think of God as this mean dude that sits on a throne and looks down on us and says you will worship me no he just wants you to love him listen what makes dogs so amazing is they just are so excited to see their master because their master brought them into their home when they did not have a place. And by nature, they get that. By nature, we don't. This is love. Listen, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent Jesus to pay the price for our sin. This is what it boils down to. Here's why you don't praise and here's why I don't praise because I failed to see the big picture. Here's why I go into a spirit of praise and prayer. And here's why my prayer life can go so intimate and deep when I realize why. He just wants you to say, I love you back. <laughs> That's 
He's never wanted you to earn anything. He just wants you to look at him and say, I love you too. That's the God that we serve, man. What an amazing God. That he would look down on me, who I've admitted today is full of pride, which is the root of all kinds of issues that I deal with on a daily basis. And he looks at me and says, I don't hold that sin against you, bro. I love you so much. I love you so much. I just want you to love me back. He created a being in you and in me that got to decide if we'd love him back. And our reaction when we praise right, like I think some people look at me and when I'm dancing around and going crazy when we're worshiping and they're like, what's wrong with him? And I'm going to tell you right now what's wrong with me. I just want to love him back. We didn't show up today to impress you. And if you hoped that we would, you missed the point. We just want to love him back. We want everything that we do to bring honor and glory to God and love him back. And man, at the point, it changes everything. I'm just telling you. This message was okay. And then God gave me that and I was like, are you serious? I missed the whole point. My whole life. You just want me to love you. Back. I want you to listen to the words of these songs or this song, how he loves us. And consider what it says. When heaven meets earth with a sloppy wet kiss is not a weird slogan. It's just what I talked about. I just want you to sit. You can stand, you can do whatever the Lord leads you to do. But I just want you to let this speak to you right now.